The Labors of Mrs. Stella Ryman Further Fairmount Manor Mysteries Written by Mel Anastasiu Read by Gord Preston The Thief Named Edge Chapter 1 Mrs. Stella Ryman stood guard outside the Chrysanthemum Corridor bathing facility at eleven in the morning. She was up to her ears in danger, and all on account of Thelma, who... Fairmount Manor residents were not permitted to bathe without supervision, and Thelma desired to bathe alone. Stelma supported the 88-year-old blind woman's wish. It was a perilous stand to take in an inflexible institutional setting like Fairmount Manor Care Home, with her own personal liberty at risk. But Stella retained the moral strength and expansiveness of thought earned over her 40-year career as an elementary school librarian. In addition, she had, over the past months, gained a new and surprisingly pugnacious talent for ripping through strangling institutional red tape in her work as an unsung adventurer and amateur sleuth at Fairmount. Stella tried not to look sideways at the sign above the bathroom door handle. She had always been a reader, though, so she couldn't help reading the top line now. This door must be locked at all times when not in use. Signed, Mrs. Perdita Warren, Director of Fairmount Manor. Mrs. Warren, Stella called her the Warden, and for good reason. The Director had far too much control over Stella's freedom and happiness, and enjoyed exerting it. But Stella and Thelma had chosen their mutinous moment well. Eleven was the hour of the talk show, so that the larger number of residents and staff were off in the activity hall, feeding their judgment centers with rich servings of luminary gossip. It was also the hour of the mall trip, when most of the remaining residents were off-site. And... Just to be sure of secrecy, Stella had mounded up Thelma's bedclothes over a pillow in her room across the corridor and turned the sound on her television up high. From inside the bathroom door, Stella heard a single thump. Water gushed. Stella looked both ways along the corridor. The doors to the residents' rooms stood open or shut, but there was no stir of activity that she could make out. She reached behind her and rapped with her knuckles on the bathroom door. Thelma, are you in the bath yet? The sound of running water stopped. There followed a quivering pause. Then Thelma's voice. Whoever you are, go away! It was not like Thelma to be so forgetful. It's just me, Stella felt, as always, the error in grammar, but she could never bring herself to say a teacherly, It is I. Remember, I'm guarding the door so you can take a bath, all by yourself, unsupervised. Is it too much at my age to ask for a little dignity? 
You don't have to convince me, Stella said grimly. It was lucky that traffic was always fairly light in Chrysanthemum, possibly because the corridors were sinuous down this end of Fairmont. Just now, the only person in sight was a teenager in a hoodie, hunching his way along the corridor, no doubt on the way to visit his grandma or great-grandma. He was acting mysteriously, hunching over and looking away from her as if pretending that Stella didn't exist, which was fine with Stella, who returned it in spades. Her long career as a school librarian had taught her never to judge a young person by his or her cover, but it was amazing how negative and even threatened one felt in the presence of a lad who walked about with his face covered in that surreptitious manner. He shoved through the doorway into one of the nearby residence rooms and disappeared. Thelma said from inside the bathroom, Oh, drat! Stella tensed. Are you all right? When Thelma didn't respond, it came to Stella, as it must come to all subversive agents from time to time, maybe even to Lawrence of Arabia and the Scarlet Pimpernickel, that perhaps this mission was a mistake. The door cracked open, and Thelma's wizened, clever face scowled up at her. Why are you asking me questions when I'm in my naked strip? I just wanted to know whether you want some help. I don't want help in the bathroom. That's the whole point, Thelma said. You're not doing much out there, are you? I'm your sentinel, Stella told her. Well, use your time and figure out how to solve the mystery of my stolen money box like you told me you would. Did you forget? No. Yes. The door snapped shut, leaving Stella alone in the corridor again, scowling and wishing she would stop making foolish promises and then forgetting all about them. She should never have committed herself to sleuthing for the black lacquer manjong box Thelma lost at Fairmount Manor ten years ago, with all Thelma's money in it. Ten years! A cold case indeed. The thing was impossible. But maybe this bathing success would pay for all, and Thelma would release Stella from her foolish promise. There arose from within the bathroom the sudden uproar of crashing waves. Mission accomplished, Stella thought with satisfaction. Against all the odds, Fairmount Manor red tape is breached, and Thelma gets her wish to bathe in dignity alone. Lawrence of Arabia and the Scarlet Pimpernickel could take a lesson in superfuge from us two old ladies. A moment later she remembered that it did not do to celebrate a victory too soon. Not until all troops and civilians had sailed home, or, in the present case, not until Thelma was safely out-dried, dressed and sitting innocently alongside the Greek chorus in Corridor Park. For now, advancing towards Stella, was a smiling, middle-aged woman in a careworker's schmock. Behind Stella, the sound of 
Thelma bathing had settled from storm on open ocean to a sort of satisfied churning. The approaching care worker, not Cheryl, Reliza, or Ollie, but one of the nameless dears who called you loving names they did not mean. She was still thirty paces away when, in a signal previously arranged, Stella jiggled the door handle slightly. All splashes stopped. In the silence, all one could hear was the innocent buzz of a nearby television and the padding of the nameless care worker's soft-soled shoes as she neared Stella. Stella shoved her hands deeper into the pockets of her fleece jacket to hide their trembling. She slouched against the wall beside the door and studied her own shoes. In this posture, she felt exactly like a teenaged juvenile delinquent. It was not a bad way to feel at 82. The care worker drew level with her and stopped. Hello, dear. Are you all right? What are you doing here? I'm fine, thank you, Stella answered. I see, but you do realize, don't you, that you don't belong in Chrysanthemum Corridor? Are you lost, you poor old thing? The unasked question hung in the air like a shadow in a sunny room. Resentment rose inside Stella. For once, she was not lost. It ought to be easy to get rid of such a silly care worker. Stella had gone to some trouble to obtain a key. No, let us be frank, to steal a key. But this nameless dear surely had a staff key to the bathroom. If Stella walked off, the care worker would probably follow her, but then Thelma, blind, naked, and hors de regli, would be vulnerable to discovery by the next care worker who came along. Stella reminded herself that the Scarlet Pimpernel and Lawrence of Arabia would have kept cool in similar circumstances, and so would she. She answered the care worker's earlier question, feeling lucky that she did not, like the Pimpernel or El Oranz, have to answer in French or Arabic, uh, employing regional idioms. Stella said, I'm standing here trying to understand why this orange-painted corridor is called Chrysanthemum. The care worker nodded. Well, all these areas are named for flowers, aren't they? To give a garden feel. Everybody loves flowers, don't they, dear? Of course, Stella said. But then why paint Chrysanthemum Corridor orange? The care worker said, Well, dear, Rose Corridor is pink, and Hyacinth Corridor is blue. Yes, Stella curbed her impatience with this mistress of the obvious. But chrysanthemums come in so many colors, pale yellow, maroon, pink, gold, and that magical lemony green. The woman took a step closer. Are you waiting for a care worker to help you with your bath, dear? I can get you started if you like. She put her hands into her schmuck pocket, and Stella heard the jingle of keys. Inspiration, like the unreliable sidekick it was, deserted Stella. Her 
high hopes of boring the young woman into leaving her alone collapsed. And two small noises sounded from the other side of the bath facility door. Splish and splash.